episode of Dopey the Podcast on Drugs, Addiction, and Dumb Shit. My name is Dave, and we are busting out the best of the last year's Patreon episodes. And what this should tell you is you should join Dopey Patreon, kick down a few bucks, and get the stuff when it's fresh. Because there's so much good shit on there, and you'd be supporting the show. If you love the show, you go to www patreon.com slash dopey podcast you kick down a few bucks and you get videos and you get songs and you get episodes and you get interviews and in the beginning of dopey patreon what we would do is i would ask the fans or the dopey nation for some questions and then i'd answer the questions and then we'd have a little a little interview with somebody from the dopey nation and i think we're going to start doing that again so get ready, get some questions together. And um, this interview, it just touched my heart. I like any dopey where the guest cries because I'm insensitive and manipulative, but the crying on this episode was so heartfelt and so heart-wrenching, and the guest on this week's episode is just the great, the great and wonderful dopey fairy herself, Misty. Uh, the stuff that she pumps out into our community is just amazing her her art her craft her love her her connection she's like one of the great greatest bits of the scene she makes the scene i cannot help but gush because i believe it um join patreon check out the good stuff uh without any further ado here is the great misty this week uh it got really 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 emotional i think this woman is a true blue dopey fan her name is misty she makes so many cool things for the Dopey Nation. She made me a stained glass window, uh, this rectangle of, of like basically crafted stained glass with the Dopey logo on it, and it's up in the window now, and the light hits it. It's super beautiful. She made night lights, and she sent this thing this weekend of a, of a mask for Nora that says Nora like the dopey dopey logo but instead of the dopey guy it's Nora 
like kind of looking like she's nodding out. And she made her that, and she made her a necklace like that. And Nora was so excited. So this woman is a very, very wonderful uh, contributor to the Dopey Nation. Her name is Misty, and here she is. So here we go. I call her the craft master general of the Dopey Nation. You're, you're a big part of the Dopey Nation. Her name is Misty. Welcome to the Dopey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so she, Misty, I like it because Misty told me she was nervous to come on Dopey Patreon, and I, that makes me feel good. So I'm glad you're nervous, but I'm also really, really glad that you're on. And, uh, and Misty just made, Misty makes everything. If you guys are on Dopey Nation on Facebook, <laughs> you see all the amazing stuff Misty makes. She makes magnets. She makes COVID masks. She made Dopey Nightlights. She, oh, dude, we just cleaned out our, our guest room and Linda put your Dopey stained glass in the window and it looks amazing. It's catching the sunlight. Oh, my God. It looks. Uh, it might fade. Mine did. <laughs> <laughs> it finally is in a place of prominent distinction, and I will I'll post a picture from it for this uh, for this episode. Um, how did you stumble onto the wild and wonderful world of Dopey in the first place? Well, I think I've been with you since pretty much the beginning. I think I might have gotten to hear the first couple, and then you guys took them down. <laughs> Wow. The first couple episodes, and then you guys took him down. I'm not sure if I got in on the first one or not, but um, I was, I'm a janitor. I work at night by myself, and I had already burned through every um, drug addiction audiobook that I could find. And somebody was like, what about podcasts? And so I typed in, like everybody else in the world, um, while well, I typed in meth and Dopey came up and I started listening and I am the biggest fan. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And um, I love that also because when me and Chris had started making the show and we were just talking into the computer, it didn't feel like that there could possibly be anybody listening uh, but there you were. I mean, I think that's, I mean, just the fact that you heard it when we took down all the episodes is crazy because that's very, very, very early on, you know? Well, I think that it's something about synchronicity. Honestly, I swear it has to be <laughs> because at the time I was missing drugs, you know, and then I got caught up in you guys and I was like, well, shit, maybe I can not do this. I can still talk to people or not talk to people, but listen to people that know about shit that I know and... You know, not have to like live in this tiny sobriety bubble. <laughs> and when when did you uh, tell us about your addiction path? Like, when did you start doing oh, drugs, boy. and where did it go? All right, so um, I think well, we were talking about this on the Dopey Nation. Somebody tried to talk about the first time they did drugs, and they reminded me about mine. Um, I was twelve, and we huffed a uh, scotch guard. Wow. And I got super scared because I hallucinated the tales from the crypt guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hallucinated him sitting on the curb as I was walking by and he was like watching me. And I was 12, so that was pretty young and um, took me away from that shit for a while. <laughs> did you, did you, huff, and, did you huff a lot of Scotch card? Cause like, I don't think I ever did that. What does it feel like? 
you know, and um, for some reason I signed up for like the whereabouts of your predator, right? right. <laughs> Which was a horrible idea because I took myself through years of knowing exactly where he was and avoiding those spots. Right. And trying to protect my kid, not letting him go on a city bus and, you know, all this stuff that I probably could have avoided, you know. Well, also, you it's amazing that you didn't go after revenge, you know, which is a, a probably the right thing to have done. You know, I mean, to not seek revenge. You know what I mean? Like, because well, that. Um, in the courthouse, I went after him because I was done. I didn't care. You know, I went after him, but um, it threatened to put me in jail. <laughs> so I couldn't put my kid through that again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, that is, that's the down and dirty yucky part, okay? It's very, it's, um, it's, it's a terrible part, but, and how did it contribute to your addiction? Um, I just couldn't face anything anymore. I couldn't. Um, I just went in my bedroom and smoked crack for three years. And we lost our house. We lost our relationship. Yeah, we lost everything because crack's dirty, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. You'll do, you'll, do, you'll do bad, bad things on that shit. Totally. Yeah. So, and, and it wasn't nothing debaucherous, like, you know, out. I mean, I'm like... Your whole fucking paycheck in one night, right? I mean, that, I mean that's debaucherous enough, though. I mean, it's like you, 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 you had something like the worst thing ever happened to you, and you had to escape it, and you did it through this. I mean, crack for me, crack seems like the worst drug to escape on because it's so height. <laughs> everything is so heightened. You know what I mean? Like you don't get that yeah. that you don't get to disappear in it. Same with meth. Yeah, we we differ. I can dis I can disappear because I don't want my mind quiet for a minute. Right, the quiet is where the where the evil shit creeps in, I guess. And if you're busy, exactly. if you're going crazy, then it doesn't. That's interesting. It's all about brain chemistry, I think. The way different things. It really is. Right. I am so shocked by people that like heroin because I'm telling you what, I still five years clean from what can kill me. Um, I can't. I don't want to sleep. <laughs> I don't want to sleep. That's when that shit comes. Right. Right. It's interesting. It's very. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's weird. It's probably the you need that action because your brain will any resting brain for you. The trauma will come right back. That's that's crazy. Exactly. And I'm you know I hate that that happened. And when did you start to decide to to that you were ready to get out of it? Well, um, so everybody knows that crack's super expensive in the end, and somehow somebody introduced us to meth, and I don't even know. Your husband, who, too? What, where. Huh? Your husband, yeah, too? Yeah, my ex-husband, too. Okay. Not um, not your current hobby. My ex-husband. Right, no, right, okay. No, <laughs> no, my ex-husband was a total fucking maniacal, oh my God, he's a different thing. He was very abusive. Um, things got bad with drugs, they do. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't be a couple and both have the same addiction and expect to make it. You just, I mean, you can, but yeah, it didn't work. And so, um, basically things got real down and dirty with us, you know, lots of, uh, domestic assault charges that he got out of that I got somehow, <laughs> you know, and, um, finally it all came to a halt. I got arrested. For the first time at 34 years old. What was the charge? And uh, possession of methamphetamine. Right. 
And your and the first husband and, had gone at that point, or are you still around? Um, no, my first husband had turned into the cook. Okay. Um, he he bought the recipe from somebody and paid him to how to do it, and we lived out in the country, and we thought that shit was going to be happily ever after because it was just like there all the time, you know? Unlimited, basically. And yeah, unlimited, and well, I found out it was unlimited as much as he wanted to give it. Right. You know, and so I became just a little good puppy for some little treats every once in a while and lost who I was. And what? You know, Wait, say that again? And, uh, you know, like, I got, like, puppy treats every once in a while, you know? If I was good that day, he'd give me a little bit. If I wasn't, he'd be like, no, you don't get any. <laughs> you never learned how to cook it? Oh, no. No, he wouldn't let me in the garage. That was his thing. Right. What a um, what a nightmare. You know what? He he was very right because I would have gone out and tried to do it, and it, <laughs> you know, that wouldn't have gone well. What you think you would have blown up? You think you would have blown up the garage or something? Yes, I do. <laughs> so you, when you finally got charged, when you finally got charged, that was when you you were like, I need to get out of this, or what happened? Nope. Um, I, I got through all my papers, so he kicked me out of the house because I'm the one that has the problem because I'm the one that got arrested, right? And he was afraid I was going to, like, snitch on him or whatever. So I would never do that because I can't do that because I thought we were still in love. I, I was such a mess by then. Right. And um, that went on another two years in and out. Missy, you need therapy, but here, let me give you some meth just to make you feel better. <laughs> you know, all that shit. And it's just, it was so confusing in my mind. I'm sure. I'm sure. So then I, I left, finally. Uh, he went on a little bender in the garage for like three days, and I put whatever I could in my friend's car. Like... I don't know. Uh, the things I picked picked now crack me up, right? But <laughs> like what? At the t- oh, I don't know. Like a whole basket full of purses that I just had to throw out because I found them and I was scared to look through them and see what the fuck I had in them. <laughs> right. Well, that's the meth. The meth brain makes weird decisions, right? The meth brain doesn't make it- good decisions. <laughs> It really does, because, you know, I could have probably taken my car title, the Christmas ornaments that my son made for me when when he was little, you know. It's shit that's more important. (laughs) Well, the most important thing is that you got out of there, you know. Yeah. Well, it was like my seventh try, and and I had a friend of mine who said, hey, you need to get the fuck out of there. And by this time, you know... I, I really didn't have much of a family life left because I didn't want him to know where I was. You know what I mean? Like, for real, like, where my life was. Where was your son at that point? He was 19 by this time. Okay, and okay. the last time that um, my the last time my husband kicked us out, um, he went to stay at my parents' house, and we all had a falling out because I kept going back out to seek out my ex-husband. Right. You know, and so um, basically they kicked me out of my of my parents' house and said, you know what, we're fucking done, go. If you're going to go with him, go with him. We'll see you at your funeral. So this was like the classic story of codependence and meth. 
where, where you just needed, you just kept going back. Yeah. 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 And you know, it was for him and it was for the drugs and. It was the sickness. You know, it was, you were, you were addicted to feeling to the sickness too, to the chaos and yeah. all the bullshit. Well, yeah, I didn't know what a freaking, um, <laughs> I remember when I had to be clean during that time because I was on papers and stuff. I was like, what the fuck do people do? You know, like, Jesus fucking Christ, this sucks. You know, like, <laughs> I was so mad at people that were out smiling while they were walking. Well, how did you start? You know, how did you start turning the corner on all that stuff? All right. So then, at, 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 I left that seventh time, you know. And like I said, I just I had a friend that said you need to get out. There's a key under the under the rock when you need it. And one night I got just so so sad, and I said, um, "See, I'm gonna cry again." Well, that's exciting. That's exciting. You'll be the, you'll be the first person that cried on Dopey Patreon. So that's I know. You're, you're, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good for the show, Misty. You do lots of good stuff and, for the show. And I said, and I said, you know, is that key still there? And that person said, "Yep." And always will be. And I packed my purses and <laughs> and my bras, I guess. And I said, I. And I just left, and I never, ever have spoken to him, seen it. Well, I saw him once at a St. Patty's Day parade, and I freaked the fuck out, but um, the only contact that I have ever had is he said, um, he sent me an email, and he said, if you don't come get your stuff, I'm going to donate it to the Battered Battered Women's Program, and I laughed, and I said, do it. Right. Because it was a setup. I said yeah, I said, you know what? There's no better place for it. Right. That's where it belongs because that's, yeah, that's yeah. your situation at that point. And when you got away from him, how did you stop doing meth? I just, well, for two weeks, I was like, fuck yeah, I did it. I'm badass. I did it. I'm a badass. And then everything hit me. <laughs> and I was like, oh my fucking God, I, I you know, don't have anything or, or you know. I don't, I don't know how to live my life or whatever. And so I relaxed, right? Just back up just a tiny bit. This friend that let me stay at his house is now my husband. The guy with the yeah. key in the rock was, was the hubby? Yeah. The shirtless hubby who's always in the background of, of your videos? <laughs> he would be so upset. <laughs> oh, now he can't listen to Patreon. <laughs> but yes, he is, he's hubby now. And so... Uh, I credit him for saving my life. Well, um, and credit yourself too. Um, what was yeah. the What was the relapse like? And like, how did you like? Because to go from being addicted to meth. Well, here, here's the relapse. I don't think that I was possible to go for from everything to nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, here's the relapse. Um, I was at a gas station getting some Mountain Dew, which is my other severe addiction. Right. Some guy is like towering over me and he looks down and he says, what the fuck do I know you? And I looked up and it was Zach who raped my child. Oh my God. And, um, I don't know what happened from there. I like. You went blank. I don't know. I, I went away. I don't know where I went, but I went away, like, mentally. Yeah. I don't know. You you were traumatized when you when you saw him. It, it totally. Yeah. yeah I understand. I mean, 
yeah, I don't know. Like, I went away. I don't know how I drove. I don't know anything about that. And um, I got some stuff, and I worked, and I smoked some of it, and I drove, and I got pulled over and arrested for possession of methamphetamine. All in my new life, you know, and on top of it, I'm super fucking traumatized. You know, so I don't know what to do. And I started going through the court process. And it just dawned on me that I need psychiatric help. Right. Like, it dawned on me, like, I can't do this by myself. Right. You know? Right. And so I went and I got some counseling. And I kind of got fucked over because my insurance doesn't cover substance. Or our insurance at the time doesn't cover substance abuse charges. Right. Or um, not charging for illness. Uh-huh. You know, and so um, my therapy was tied up with dual diagnosis, PTSD. Well, it's very related, and, um, right? I mean, I mean, it, I think those and, things yeah. are appropriate, right? It's just a fucking loophole, man. You know what I mean? Totally. It's so they don't have to pay for the junkies. But every um, every junkie is fucking, you know, severe mental illness. You know what I mean? Like, I think we, we qualify, you know? I think we qualify too. If, if anybody qualifies, it's not exactly. You know, and so um, I had a lot of therapy, but it got very expensive, very very fast. You know what I mean? And um, and anyway, uh, I had one counselor. Her name was Carrie. and she was my ASAC counselor. She's an area substance abuse. Something. Area substance abuse council. Area substance abuse council. And that's what they do here in Iowa when you get right, right. hemmed up and shit, you know. And I just vomited out the whole story to her, and I've never told anybody, you know. I mean, people, nobody knew. I, I only told my mom, and we just don't, didn't talk about it, you know. We weren't close. I don't, nobody knew. And I vomited out the story, and it felt so fucking good right. afterwards. And she got me in some women's group therapy things that kind of helped, you know. And and then I decided that the reason why it's eating me up inside is because I'm not talking about it. Right. The secret you know, makes you sick kind of thing. Like exactly. It, yeah, it, eat, it eats at you. Um Right, and, and so, so I did a lot of work, and I went and told my parents, and I went and talked to my family, and I opened up to my mother-in-law. And every time I feel the PTSD coming on, I have code words. Um, you know, my, me and my husband's code words are, "I'm not doing so good." Right, right, because you're feeling, you that. know, and yeah. yeah, and if I say that, you know, we have a system in place that's my plan, not his, but. I go in lockdown, no money, no nothing. Right, because you can't, because you, you, know you want to be safe. You don't want to, you can't afford to make that same kind of slip, right? No, no, I can't mentally. <laughs> and when's the, I mean, when's, when's the last... Again, it's done. <laughs> right, when's the last time you had a slip with meth? On January 21st, it was like five years. Okay, so you have five years in a, in a few months, you're saying. And this, so this is yeah. working. It's amazing, you know, and... Um, um, I don't know if it's working. I'm a fucked up meth a lot. <laughs> well, so is everybody. I mean, you're not taking meth. 
and you're being productive and, you know, you're a loving person and you're part of, you know, you're a huge part of our community. I imagine you're, you know, you're good to your hubby and, you know, your family at home, you know what I mean? Like it's working. Yeah. Don't you think it's working yeah, to some extent? I got back to my parents' house a couple of years ago and that was just fucking monumental. <laughs> so would have thought they'd handed me a million dollars, you know? So Misty, you can say it's working then, right? It's working. So, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I I understand the reason to say, I don't know if it's working, but it actually is working. And and like the funny thing is, and the weird thing is, it's very weird that somebody else is going to listen to this and, and, and hear that it is working for you because you fucking were traumatized. You know what I mean? Like this happened. And, uh, and the fact that, you know, Dave, I would like, I'd like to say something on that, um, as of recently, I have an awful lot of people that are reaching out to me saying I'm so strong, What's, you know, you, from the Dopey Nation, and they want to know how to get that strength, and I don't know what to tell them. Well, you just did, right? I mean, you you, you do the yeah. work. You know, you tell somebody what happened, and you trust yeah. that you can get better. You know, that's what we're talking about. That's exactly what my husband said yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this because it's not a happy story. There's so much more. My my son is almost 500 pounds. Wow! Because because he has a food addiction. Because he grew up from eight to twelve thinking that if he was fat, nobody would touch him. Oh my! You God. know, right? So, so there's a lot that is there that I just you know I don't have any control over it. But um, you know. That's what my husband said. He said, you know what, Missy, you're supposed to go and tell this story. Exactly. I mean, and like you, you, what you benefited from stories you've heard on the show. Like I know what a yeah. what a a crazy uh, Amy Dresner fan you are. You benefited from her story, and people will benefit from your story in the same way. You know, and I think that's yeah. that's the whole thing of getting better. It's it's connecting with each other. You know. Um, that's the whole thing. Um, I mean, don't you, I mean, like, I don't think it's always surprising to me when I hear that dopey does good for anybody, but I mean, you, you tell me, you tell me more than anybody, but it's like, this is why, because people feel less alone. Don't you think? Well, you know, I white knuckled most of my, well, okay. Never mind. I'm not, I'm not clean. Um, I smoke weed because I can't handle my life without it. Right. <laughs> you know, um, it's an excuse, whatever. You know, I'm working on it. It's, it's, it's niggling in the back of my mind that I'd like to be clean someday, and so I'm sure I will do it. Well, when you want to um, do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's all about the same switch. But um, Yeah, I know. But my switch is temporarily out of, out of order. <laughs> wow. You don't I'll give yourself... everything. I'm going to quit for a tiny bit, you know? Yeah. Well, you, I don't think you give yourself enough credit. You've come back from so much stuff. If, when you want to get rid of weed, you can get rid of weed. I, I know for me, getting rid yeah. of weed took me the longest. Um, but it just happened. Isn't that fucking weird? <laughs> well, it's because it, weed is... We, I loved weed, and, I, and weed made me happy, and weed was part of my daily routine. And I, But I... I wasn't going to be able to be a part of my family if I, if weed was my life. So I had to fucking figure it out, you know. That and was, I understand that, too. Um, I'm, my husband's a total normie. Right. And, you know, um, but honestly, I think that he's kind of afraid of me without it, too. 
Go slow. Yeah, I mean, think of it. Think of it as part of uh, medicated assisted treatment or whatever. You know what I mean? Because it you know is. What? I really do. Because if I was forty five minutes away in Illinois, I could I could have it. <laughs> exactly. You I know, mean, so. the whole country. The whole country is going to go in a second. Um, but tell me about what uh, what the Dopey Nation does for you, and like what Dopey um, Zoom does for you, and all that good stuff. So you know how when you have an addiction for 20 plus years that the only people you know are in that? Yeah. Um, that was me. I don't have friends in real life. You know what I mean? Because how do you make friends in real life when you're a janitor that works by yourself and you can't go no, you know, you don't go nowhere because you're scared you're going to buy, you know? Right. Or whatever. Like, like how, how do you do it? And so... I think the Dopey Nation to me is telling you how to be friends with people. Well, that's amazing, right? Is that yeah, not amazing? I mean, honestly, I have some of my, I'll reach out to them at four o'clock in the morning. And Lizanne, she's one of them. She'll be there to answer if I need, you know, and I don't think I've ever had that in my life. Wow. That's incredible. Me and Chris never thought that we that that could happen. You know what I mean? I know that, and you know how I know that. It's it's because I was there listening to him going, "Oh my God, these guys are going to be huge." Well, we're, I still, I still, <laughs> I'm still uncertain of of that. But I mean, it, it is incredibly uh, beautiful that um that that this thing can do you any good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does me and everybody else on the Dopey Nation. Well, um, it, I, I, I joke, but my recovery is Dopey, right? Well, you <laughs> don't have a program, so my recovery is Dopey. You're entrenched in the alt recovery movement, and like, but you make yes, you, you need to know that you make uh, the Dopey Nation. I mean, much more colorful, and you bring so much cool stuff to the scene. You make the scene a million times better. Just so you know, it, it, it makes me feel great that we did something for you. But just know that you do so much for us. You know, for the scene, Aww. it's a you're a huge part of the whole thing. You know, it would not be as good without you. Know, you know, I think I'm kind of like you, right? Like I don't see that. <laughs> right. Well, you do. You know, and I think anybody who who is part of the Dopey Nation Facebook knows that. Anybody who's ever gotten a magnet or a mask or a the nightlights were the coolest. You know, like the nightlights were the coolest. I mean, they didn't work exactly right, but they were the coolest. But anybody who ever gotten any of Misty's dopey crafts knows that you are the real thing. And um, and I just uh, I love that you do it. And anything that you know we can ever do to help, that I can ever do to help, you know, I'm always around. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that. Somewhere down the line, I got some more therapy to be working on, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, for now, I'm doing okay that that I got my dopey nation I can reach out to. Who the fuck would ever think that I would tell this story to a dopey nation? It's amazing. It's really, it's really, it's really, (laughs) because what it did is it made it so that you weren't alone. You know, so that it, 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 it made your circle so much bigger. And, um... It's very beautiful. I mean, it's it's crazy, but it's it's like because like we just wanted to make a show that was fun and and ridiculous and 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 like the fact that it could do something else is it's it's amazing. And I also think the really crazy part is that none of it would have happened like this if Chris hadn't died. 
You know, like oh god. You know, like like um, before he died, it was so insulated, um, and we didn't open it up the same way. And and of course, like I hate that he died, but the only really good thing that came of his death was the real emergence of the Dopey Nation as a group. Hey, you know, I have to admit, when, when Chris died, I'm I just like everybody else, right? But remember, I was there from like episode three or something when Chris died. I was in absolute shock, like it was my brother, right, or something. You know what I mean? Like I cried. I still cry. I can't listen to those. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Episodes, I know. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. it's really odd to me. Yeah. Um, that I've become so entrenched and so, um, you know, involved. No, I know. I, and I, all that. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, it's sad when somebody overdoses. I get that, but I don't normally cry and grieve for a week and a half. Right. No, I know. I know. You know and, it, and it's just so, like, if that hadn't happened, though, the Dopey Nation never would have come together and there wouldn't be all these things, you know? I hate the, I hate the thing that all things happen for a reason. I hate that fucking thing. It pisses me off when people say it, but it really does make you think that maybe he's up there. <laughs> up there. I don't know. I have a really weird sense of religion, right? I don't know what I believe in. Um, but he knows. Right. Do you think he's knocking his vape, his, his unicorn puke vape uh, yes, in heaven? he is. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but Misty... I hear it all the time. No, I, I love that. I love that. But thank you. I love having you on here. I love everything you do. And, um, you know, you did a good job. Okay? And Nora thanks you a million times over. I hear her banging on the door downstairs, so I'm going to run because she's fucking banging on the stairway. But uh, you did good. Yeah, I'm going to let my husband come down now. I, you did good, and I know that you definitely helped some people, and uh, and I appreciate everything you do. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Misty. Stay strong, Deputy Nation. Toodles for Chris. You're the best. Thanks, Misty. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you, Misty. I just want to say that that interview really meant a lot to me. Misty really, 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 uh, you know, she was honest. And uh, it was just obviously something real was happening there. So I just want to commend her and thank her and thank her for everything that she does. Misty, you are uh, you're a great example of uh, the Dopey Nation, even if you smoke weed. Your heart is just uh, incredible. And um, I think that's all the time we have for the great free Dopey Patreon episode. I want to thank Misty again. I want to thank everybody for the questions. And then at the front of the Patreon is Damon the Mailman coming through with the Space Rock Dopey theme. And I haven't heard from Damon in a little bit, but he's really pumping out some amazing Dopey music. If you're listening to the Dopey Patreon account and you're not throwing down a few bucks, you should throw down a few bucks. And if you're listening, just tell me you're listening because I don't know who listens. Uh, Send me an email to dopeypodcast at gmail.com and stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris.